open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. Christ hath appeared unto us. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. It is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, Never shall be world without end. Amen. Christ hath appeared unto us. O come, let us worship him.
Behold, the Lord, the ruler, has come, and the kingdom and the power and the glory are in his hand. I have found David my servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. He shall cry unto me, Thou art my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Also I will make him my firstborn, higher than the kings of the earth. My mercy will I keep for him forevermore, and my covenant shall stand fast with him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Behold, the Lord, the Ruler, has come, and the kingdom and the power and the glory are in his hand. I have found David my servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. The Old Testament lesson for the baptism of our Lord is written in the 42nd chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the first verse. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit on him. He will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout, nor raise his voice, nor cause it to be heard in the street. He won't break a bruised reed. He won't quench a dimly burning wick. He will faithfully bring justice. He will not fail nor be discouraged until he has set justice in the earth and the islands wait for his law. God the Lord, he who created the heavens and stretched them out, he who spread out the earth and that which comes out of it, he who gives breath to its people and spirit to those who walk in it, says, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will hold your hand. I will keep you and make you a covenant for the people as a light for the nations, to open the blind eyes, to bring the prisoners out of the dungeon and those who sit in darkness out of the prison. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The Epistle is written in the first chapter of the first epistle to the Corinthians, beginning at the 26th verse. For you see your calling, brothers, not that many are wise according to the flesh, not many bright and not many noble, but God chose the foolish things of the world that he might put to shame those who are wise. God chose the weak things of the world that he might put to shame the things that are strong. God chose the lowly things of the world and the things that are despised and the things that don't exist, that he might bring to nothing the things that exist, that no flesh should boast before God. Because of him you are in Christ Jesus, who was made to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that, as it is written, he who boasts... Let him boast in the Lord. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only doeth wondrous things. And blessed be his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and Amen.
Alleluia. Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Matthew, the third chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John, to be baptized by him. But John would have hindered him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you come to me. But Jesus answering said to him, Allow it now, for this is the fitting way for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. Jesus, when he was baptized, went up directly from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him. He saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and coming to him. Behold, a voice out of the heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Here ends the Gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to the light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. In our collect, the prayer that's in your bulletin that we prayed at the beginning of the service, or near the beginning of the service, we began the prayer by saying, O God, our Father, our Heavenly Father. O God, our Heavenly Father. And that's how we start many of our prayers. We're accustomed to saying this, God, our Heavenly Father, so that we may not even fully notice what we're saying sometimes when we pray. O God, our Heavenly Father. That's a rather bold way to approach God, isn't it? It can rattle off our tongue so easily. It can feel so casual to say it, to call God our Father. But really, it's no small matter. Think of it in your homes. Now, in your homes, would you let anyone just come into your house and call the man of the family Dad? Now, I have five little ones. They're the only ones on this planet that can call me Dad. But if a stranger walked into my house and called me Dad... Well, he'd be quickly invited out. It'd probably be the same in your homes. Because to be a dad, a father, that's an intimate thing. Only those who came from a man's flesh, or maybe some deep connection like adoption, can call a man dad or father. It implies a deep bond. Calling a man a father demands, demands his love. It demands his life, his possessions, his inheritance. To call someone father means you expect a fatherly love and sacrifice from him. And that you, in some way, have a special love for him as well. So not anyone can just call you dad or father. But now consider who God is and whom you were born as. God is the almighty creator. We are born of mankind who declared our creator a liar and an enemy. God set mankind as the crown jewel of his creation. We, as mankind, desire to usurp God, thinking we could do better. God created 
all creation for us to enjoy. And what do we do as mankind but turn creation into something that we worship instead of Him? God created families and father figures in those families to be in His image. While mankind, of which we are a part, will say masculinity is toxic. And they consider fathers, whether divine or spiritual fathers of the church or patriarchal fathers of the home, they consider all fathers to be optional. God is holy. We are poor, miserable sinners. Poor, miserable sinners which, in our conception and our birth, have no really rightful claim to God, no deep bond with Him, no rightful claim to His love, His being, His creation, His divine inheritance. Because He is holy and righteous, we are stained in sin and selfish. But yet we still prayed this morning, O God, our Heavenly Father. Yet truthfully, there is only one man in his conception and birth who can rightfully call God Father. And this man was not of Abraham, or it was not of Adam. He was of Abraham. He was not of Adam, but he was conceived of the Spirit. He was one with the Father. He shared in the Father's righteousness. He was divine with the Father. And of this man, Matthew begins in our Gospel lesson, saying, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. Now the thing about the baptism of John is that it revealed people for who they are. People came, they heard John preach, and then they were moved by the word, and so they would come to John. And in coming to John, people would confess their sins. And then they were baptized by John in repentance. So if you were one of the people watching John, listening to John, seeing him baptize someone, you could look at the person being baptized and say, that person is a sinner, a repentant sinner, but a sinner. Because John's baptism revealed to each person who received it that they are sinners. Sinners who cannot on their own be saved. Sinners who cannot within themselves on their own call God Father. That's what John's baptism meant. Which is why when our Lord approached John to be baptized, John initially refused. He said, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Because John sees what we, what we at first see when we hear this passage. That if Jesus, who is the perfect Son of God and the new Adam, is baptized as a sinner, that doesn't really reveal him for who he truly is. Jesus is holy. To be baptized would reveal him as a sinner. But it would be a false revealing, a false epiphany, if you will. So thought John, and so we think as well, when we hear this passage, that why is Jesus being baptized? He's not a sinner. But yet our Lord, in this passage, he presses John on being baptized, and John relents. And then we see what John's baptism does. It does reveal who Jesus actually is. In verse 16, and when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. So in John's baptism, Jesus is revealed as the incarnate Son of God, the new Adam, who alone among all men can be called the Son by the Father, who alone in the flesh by His obedience 
pleases the Father. We heard last week about the circumcision of Christ and how the circumcision of Christ put him under the law of the Old Covenant. Well, today we hear the Father's verdict on how our Lord has lived under the Old Covenant. He said, looks at the Son and says, I am pleased. That is, He has done my will perfectly. I greatly approve. So that Christ can rightly claim a bond of unity with the Father. He, from this passage, we see that He can claim a right to the Father's love, a right to the Father's being, His creation, His divine inheritance. All that belongs to Christ. By his flesh and by his divinity, our Lord has a rightful claim on the Father. Because our Lord is the only man who is righteous and holy and who truly loves the Father. He's the only man existed who is conceived and born to actually love the Father. That is what John's baptism revealed about Jesus. Yet that is not the only thing our Lord's baptism revealed about him. Notice what he tells John right before his baptism. Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus came not just to be righteous in and of himself. Jesus came to be righteous to us, to be righteous for us, for all the world. He came to be the Christ. Remember, John's baptism is a baptism of repentance, a baptism which reveals, collects, and numbers sinners. So what does that say about our Lord who is baptized by John? Well, it reveals that He is the Son of God who pleases the Father by being counted among sinners. He's not just the Son of God in the flesh. He's the Son of God in the flesh who is our Savior who pleases the Father to come and dwell among men, to suffer with them, to suffer for them, to fulfill all righteousness for us, for all of mankind. Our Lord entered under the law to live the law perfectly, which we couldn't do. He entered into baptism to be counted among us sinners. And more than that, so that he may take all the sins confessed in baptism, all the sins that we have washed, it, washed away in baptism, and he takes them upon himself, brings them into himself, into his flesh. And he takes all those sins from the waters and becomes sin for us on the cross. For becoming sin for us, he showed us grace and mercy by paying the Father's wrath for us, paying the price for our sin, dying our death for us. By entering into baptism, what our Lord revealed, the epiphany to the world here, was this. That He is the pure Lamb of God who has come to die for the sins of the world. Our Lord entered baptism pure, the righteous Son of God who pleased the Father. And He fulfilled His baptizing by becoming sin, by becoming the worst of sinners for us. So that then we can enter baptism as the worst of sinners, but then rise from our baptism as righteous, holy sons of God with whom the Father is pleased. You see the reversal there. With our righteousness having been fulfilled by our Lord, we are now righteous in baptism. So that we may rise again with our Lord who defeated sin and death for us and rose again on the third day. Because you see, our baptisms 
Like John's baptism way back when, our baptism, the church's baptism, Christ's baptism today reveals who we are. Like John's baptism, it reveals us as the sinners that we are. It leads us to repent. It puts us to death in the waters. It puts the old Adam to death in the death of Christ. But it also reveals more than that. It reveals a new birth in the Spirit who is poured out upon us in the waters. It reveals that we are united to Christ, that we ascend the waters now with Christ. Whereas we ascend the waters, God says not just to Jesus now, but to Christ who fulfilled all righteousness and us who have his righteousness. The Father looks at you and says, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Baptism reveals we are sons of God. It makes us sons of God and reveals us as sons of God. It reveals God now as our Father. It reveals a new birth in the Spirit in which we have a claim on God. We have a bond with God in the water and Spirit. We have a claim now on His love. We have a claim now on His being, on His divine inheritance. It shows, baptism shows we have a claim on the body and blood of our Lord at this altar. All of that is ours in baptism. As the epiphany of baptism, all of this is ours. God is our Father, Christ our brother. We are sons of God in Christ Jesus. And so, yes, we are bold to pray, O God, our Heavenly Father, and later on here, our Father who art in heaven. We're bold to pray it because God revealed His Son to mankind and us in the waters. And in the waters, makes us and reveals us to be his children in Christ. So then may we rejoice in the sonship together by praying to God who in Christ is our Father by divine right. And may we celebrate this sonship together by partaking in the flesh and blood of our Lord who makes us sons of God. Amen. And may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O God, our Heavenly Father, whose voice was heard at the baptism of your only begotten Son, declaring him to be the one with whom you are well pleased. Pour down your Holy Spirit upon your faithful people, that we may rejoice in the same sonship that we have received from you through our baptism into Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic, with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our president, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our governor, the legislature of this state, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishment, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, 
from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with us all. Amen.